Welcome to this installment of the Building Peak Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Caruana, and this week I'm joined by Bill Jenkins and Scott Bowman. Neighbours ratings are an important measure of a building's energy efficiency, but as well as providing us with a way of understanding and improving building operations, they're also a way of improving the value of a building. Data analytics is helping building owners and managers not just achieve their designed neighbours ratings, but even exceed them. Thanks for coming along today. Could you guys introduce yourselves? Sure. Uh, well, thanks for having me along. I'm Bill Jenkins, and I'm a director of QCO Group. We're a, 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 an owner of uh, office buildings uh, in Sydney uh, and Brisbane, uh, and we also develop property, office and residential. Thanks. Cool. Yeah, look, again, thanks for having me on. My name's Scott Bowman, uh, and I'm a senior mechanical engineer here at CIM. Great. So, guys, can you talk to me a little bit about neighbours' ratings? What, what do neighbours' ratings actually mean? Yes, starting with, uh, with me, Neighbours, uh, I guess, appeared a number of years ago uh, uh, and as a building owner, um, as a building owner, we took a, an interest in sustainability and then there was a, a measure about sustainable performance. Um, but uh, when it first came in, it was a bit misunderstood, even by us. Um, at the point where it became legislated that we required Neighbours ratings, um, we, you know, we realised in the industry uh, that Neighbours was here to stay, you know, and it was important to have a high rating. So what, what does the rating actually really mean? Sure, I guess in a nutshell, that was a bit long-winded, but in a, in a nutshell, it lets us know whether or not we as a building owner are running our buildings efficiently in terms of energy consumption. A Neighbours rating is effectively a means to score comparable buildings uh, against each other. Uh, and, and provide some you know, performance benchmarking, actual operational performance benchmarking. So everyone likes the idea of making things better and improving them and benchmarking and all those things. Why would you bother wanting to improve your neighbour's rating? What benefit does it give you? Look, yeah, I'll start. For us as a, as a building owner, uh, you know, I'm in the business of, uh, of, of managing our portfolio of buildings, buying and selling buildings. And we were finding that the neighbour's rating became an important consideration when people were buying buildings. Higher the neighbor, neighbours rating, the more attractive. And if neighbours' ratings were low on our buildings, uh, it, it, we were basically penalised in terms of sale prices. So uh, purchasers not, not willing to pay as high. Yeah, look, 100%. I mean, as, as Bill mentioned, a neighbour's rating definitely comes down to a, an operational um, kind of score of the building. And, and the higher neighbour's rating indicates how much more efficiently the building is running. And the more efficiently the building's running, obviously, the, the net operating costs are incurred by, by the building owner. So that's, there's a tangible benefit in terms of being able to actually sell. If you buy a building with a low neighbour's rating, you can buy it more cheaply. And then if you improve the rating, you can sell it for more ultimately in profit from it that way? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because uh, when, when buildings uh, are, are, have low neighbours ratings, the, the purchasers are thinking that they have capital expenditure um, to outlay on that building to bring up the sustainability. So what kind of capital expenditure would they traditionally have been looking at to improve the neighbours rating? Sure. They'll be targeting uh, services within the building, so plant, mainly air conditioning is, is, is a big target. Yeah, look, air, air conditioning uh, plant is obviously a major target, uh, but as well, you know, things like lighting and, and, and things like that as well also play quite a big, a big part in the, in the score. So if we're trying to improve the neighbours rating of a building, what are some of the practical things that we can do? Yeah, it, it, it starts about starting with um, understanding exactly where you sit on the, on the neighbours spectrum and, and sort of 
benchmarking exactly you know where you are and where you think you you can be so it's one thing to say i've got a, a three and a half star building uh for that might be peak performance for that particular building but you know at the same token it might be you know two stars off where you could potentially be so, so for us uh when neighbors first came about we needed to increase our neighbors rating all right let's 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 be a bit more in energy efficient it was hard for us to really measure how effective we were being. So that's where, uh, where a company like CIM became useful for us uh, because you know, they're the experts in terms of understanding how changes in operation of buildings will directly affect neighbours. So when you buy or have a building that's got a lower neighbours rating than you would like, what's something practical that you would do to improve that rating? Sure. Uh, I guess an immediate thing uh, would be to, there's easy wins and there's, there's things that are a bit more difficult. So we'll try and get the easy win straight away. So we'll review uh, anything that's consuming energy and if it can be replaced with something that is newer that will bring down the energy consumption, we'll look at the payback cost. So how, how much does it save versus what we have to spend? And if the payback cost is less than maybe two years, We'll go and swap it over. So, for example, you talked about plant before and things like HVAC systems, heating, ventilation, air conditioning, and yes. other you know large energy consuming systems. When you're trying to improve the neighbour's rating of a building, what is it in those systems that you're trying to improve that will improve that rating? Sure. For okay. So, in terms of practical things we we can do, we look at anything that consumes electricity, look at how much electricity it's consuming, and then we look at what measures we can take to reduce electricity from those items. So there'll be easy wins, easy win items, uh, which may be replacements of certain things. With the energy consumption saved, uh, we'll look at the payback period. Um, and if it's less than say two years, we'll undergo those, undertake those works. Okay. Uh, look, operationally as well, there, there's quite a few things you would probably try and hit straight away uh, in terms of you know ensuring time schedules and, and things like that match the building operation requirements. We'd look at you know when we get involved in a building, we come straight away and, and look at that. We also start to target you know set point adjustments and, and things uh, working perhaps outside their design or desired ranges. Um, often they can have quite quite a substantial impact in in calling you know other equipment further up the line uh, in in running longer and harder than it needs to be. Whether you know. A zone one level on the building might be calling, you know, the massive chiller up in the plant room on level 30 of the building, and, and you know sometimes very small things like that, as Bill said, very easy wins uh, can actually have quite an impact um, straight up w without the need for you know going down that capital replacement path. So is that one of the, the things you try to do by using the data more intelligently? Is actually avoid big capital expense where some other adjustment may give you the same or a better outcome? Correct. So I mean, at, at CIM, that's probably part of our ethos, I suppose, in that we try and you know maximise the the potential of the building as it stands. You know, when we get involved, uh, obviously we, we try and push that push that envelope as much as we can. You know, before we we go back to the owners such as Bill and, and start recommending you know bigger works or you know, costly, costly exercises, which whilst they do have a big impact, obviously, you know, that, that expenditure is, is there and obviously not always so as, so as well as looking for some of the low-hanging fruit, if you like, where you determine that there's some setting or some option that's been set outside of an optimal parameter, what are some of the other practical things that you get out of a platform like Peak where you can learn something about the building and improve its operation? Okay, for us, where Peak has been really useful is it keeps our contractors honest. 
so the contractors that come in and we rely on to service equipment, uh, so if we stick with air conditioning, so service the air conditioning, uh, and it's quite technical, the peak platform will identify faults uh, independently and will allow our, our building managers um, to be able to ensure that we're getting the best out of the contractors and, and, and that can save significant dollars. So in terms of in managing a building better in order to not only improve the neighbours rating but also the amenity for all the people inside it, sure. what are some of the other things that you've done that you've seen in a practical sense in the buildings you operate? In a practical sense, you know, to cut to it, uh, the tenants are happier. So, uh, so faults of the system are reduced uh, greatly. Um, so that results in less complaints. So, so less uh, less problems with again with with air conditioning, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well, for the tenants and and for us as building owners, the reduced cost of operating these systems is a benefit so uh, so lower cost for us uh, which can be lower cost passed on to the tenants as well so if you had instances where the use of this data from the peak platform has actually exceeded your expectations uh, we have definitely um, so in terms of uh, in terms of the I guess the the quantum of, of reduction of energy consumption um, so you know, has, has exceeded our, our expectations, definitely. On, on one of our buildings, 99 Elizabeth Street, the energy consumption uh, for us was reduced by uh, 15% um, since 2016. Wow, so, so that's a very, pretty, that's a massive improvement. Definitely, massive improvement, uh, you know, especially in an environment where energy prices continue to rise. So. What did that actually do to the neighbours' rating? Where were you at before and, and where were you at after? Sure, if I can stick with, uh, with this building, 99 Elizabeth Street, uh, we had an indicative neighbours' rating of 1.5 stars mm-hmm. and, uh, and we were targeting 4.5 stars on this building. So we were behind where we were targeting. Uh, we bought CIM in and they implemented the peak platform uh, and we were able to lift that neighbour's rating in 2017 to five stars. Uh, and then in 2018, we lifted it again uh, to 5.5 stars. Uh, and we've retained that, that rating uh, again in 2019. So 5.5 out of six. So what does that mean in terms of the building operation? When you've gone from 1.5 stars to 5.5 stars, obviously along that, along that time, the, the conditions have improved for your tenants, so you've reduced tenant complaints and tenant issues, and you've mentioned some cost savings. There have sure. been other benefits that have gone along. For example, do you have to worry about things like greenhouse emissions alongside energy consumption? Look, I think, I mean, the, the neighbours score is, in essence, a carbon intensity score. So, I mean, a lot of people sort of make it equivalent to an energy intensity score, which, you know, it, I guess it is. But at, at its root, the, the neighbours score is a carbon emissions, an emissions score and an emissions rating on buildings. So, obviously, improving that neighbours rating, as, as we have over at, at 99 Elizabeth Street, has had a, a massive difference and a massive reduction, I suppose, in, in uh, carbon. So to kind of summarise where we're at, you guys have been able to move, for example, with one particular building from a rating of 1.5 to 5 and then to 5.5 after that. That's saved you a bunch of money. It's improved the value of the building as well as an asset and it's improved the tenant comfort all the way through. 
Definitely. There's probably one more benefit. Uh, I guess it's the kudos as well of having a high neighbours rating. Uh, so uh, we, from time to time, they'll become vacant premises within the building. And with neighbours, it's mandatory to disclose your neighbours rating on marketing for lease. Um, so we're quite proud to have a 5.5 star rating. Uh, and it, it's something that an incoming tenant will take note of. That's great. Yeah, look, a 5.5 star is, is certainly not an, an easy score to achieve. Uh, a six star rating, you know, even harder. I think it requires a 30% reduction again from the from the five and a half star uh, rating, which is which is no no mean feat for sure. And look, a 5.5 star neighbours rated building certainly puts you know 99 Elizabeth Street in the in the top couple of percent uh, of buildings across New South Wales and the Sydney CBD certainly. So. Well, that's been great, guys. Thanks very much for all that. So just to summarise what we've talked about, you've been able to improve the neighbours' ratings, for example, at one particular premises from 1.5 to 5.5, saved you money, reduced greenhouse emissions, helped you keep your um, tenants more comfortable, it's helped you keep your contractors more accountable, and it's also resulted in a higher value for the buildings that you've got. So if you choose to move them on at some point and sell them as assets, you've actually improved their rating, their value? Yes, definitely. Yeah, I think you've hit the points uh, pretty clearly. Thanks very much, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Building Peak Performance Podcast. If you'd like to ask us a question or share your ideas, please visit our website, cim.io, or email us at smarterbuildings at cim.io.